welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 34 of the Photography Q&A podcast. So this week I'm going to do 10 things that every photographer needs. It's holiday time, so if anyone's thinking of getting something for the photographer in your life, it's not a bad list to go through. All right, so we're going to start in no particular order. Number 10, we're going to start with flash, speed light flash. Now, being able to use one of these speed lights is the skill that all photographers need. Maybe not landscape photographers, but I'm sure they use the cameras for other stuff too. On or off camera flash can make a huge difference to your images. And if you're in business, this one skill can put you head and shoulders above your competition because not that many people use it. At number nine, we've got a flash trigger. A remote flash trigger is going to allow you to use your flash off camera. This is a crucial piece of equipment if you're going to be shooting with a speed light. And they work over a distance of 300 plus feet. I've seen some at 328 feet, 340. Just use that distance as a rough guide. If you're in metric, that's 100 meters. So you can get really creative with this trigger. It's And it will trigger more than one flash as well. Remember that. You can have them going off all over the place. Number eight, the camera bag. Every photographer needs one. The longer you're in photography, the more stuff you get and you need a bag to carry all your stuff around. The worst thing you can do is just leave a small accessory, whatever it is, it might be a spare battery, it might be a lead for, say, an off-camera flash. You know, it could be anything, but you don't leave them at home because the chances are you leave it at home, it's going to break and you're screwed. So these bags, they come in lots of styles, including backpacks, shoulder bags, sling bags, roller cases, holsters, and hard cases. I started off with a medium-sized backpack and I used that for two or three years and it was just bursting at the seams. It was I couldn't get any more in it. It was ridiculous. I was scared that everything was just going to explode. That has now been retired. Well, it was retired many years ago after about two or three years and now I use it for carrying around uh, speed lights, battery chargers, batteries, AA batteries for the flashes and anything else, any little lead or screwdriver yeah, I, it just it's, it's, makes me feel good carrying it around with me when I'm going somewhere. That was replaced with a Pelican 1510 hard case. And it's impact resistant, waterproof, and it's a carry-on size for airplanes. Downsizes, when you put all your heavy lenses and camera bodies in, it's heavy. Once you get all, like pro lenses are heavy, bigger bodies. The actual case itself isn't light on its own. Um but it is excellent. I have no problems going out in the rain with it. I've sat on it. I've stood on it to get pictures over the top of people. It's incredible. But like I say, it's a bit unwieldy. The big plus for me some nights after weddings was that it had wheels and it has a pull-out handle. So it's just like you, like if you see people going in train stations and the airport and they're pulling the bag behind them, it's exactly like that. Only it's got thousands of dollars of photography equipment in it like i say any wedding photographer will really appreciate it at the end of a long day it's nicer to pull it along behind you than actually have to carry it when your back's aching if you're going to be shooting landscapes and you need to do some hiking along some trails one of these hard cases is not for you you definitely don't need that it's just no it's not very good you need a large weatherproof backpack and some of those get quite expensive 
in the way into the hundreds but they are excellent they carry everything you need spare clothing it's crazy if you like if you're just starting out check out the medium-sized shoulder bags slings and uh, backpacks they'll cover you for everything you need like i say the more stuff you get you'll know when you need to buy a bigger bag because you won't be able to fit everything in and it happens quite quickly all right so number seven tripod some photographers myself included go years without using a tripod it wasn't until a couple of years three years ago maybe i was trying to get some pictures in the driveway of the moon and i realized how cheap and shaky my old tripod was like i got it when i first started and i just didn't use it then when i did need it it was no good it was absolutely useless i ended up doing handheld pictures of the moon they turned out okay but if it had been on a tripod it would have been so much sharper if you're going to be shooting portraits, headshots, products, landscapes, you need a tripod. Like You won't be using your tripod all the time when you're shooting portraits, but when you do, like for a large uh, family in a static pose, and you use a tripod, it will be so much sharper. If you're thinking of taking up landscape photography, you're going to definitely need a tripod and a good one. You're going to be using a tripod 100% of the time. There's no point in hand-holding because... Some like for instance, I watched some videos of guys shooting uh, landscapes up in the Rocky Mountains and in Canada up around uh, Banff, and it's just spectacular. The mountains are incredible, but you're sometimes taking pictures of a mountain in the background, and they can be like three, four, five miles away, and you want them to be totally in focus. If you're hand holding at that distance, just the slightest movement just blurs all the edges, and that's not what you want. So you want you want your camera to be static and uh, pick everything up nice and sharp. So avoid buying cheaper models like I did many years ago. They won't be sturdy enough for your heavy equipment once you start getting some uh, professional lenses. Number six, memory cards. When you're buying memory cards, always buy the fastest available. They have speeds on them in how many megabytes per second they can deal with. I'm not sure what the speeds are now. They're really quick, but the cameras are really quick. So buy the one with the fastest speeds available. The faster the card can save the image, the better, especially when you're shooting over five frames per second. If you've got a slow card, you'll get one, two, three in, and then it might not even get the last two. And it can cause your camera to stall just for a second or two while it's thinking about what it's doing. You don't want that. Get something fast. And don't go out and buy just one say 128 gigabyte card instead buy four 32 gig cards if you only have one card and it becomes corrupted you're in big trouble so get smaller cards 16 gig even you can still get a lot of images on a 16 gig card like i say just buy lots of them have pockets full and the other thing is if you got say two three shoots in a week and you've only got one card, you have to keep going home, copying them all to your computer, and you've got to reformat that card before you go shoot again. It's a lot nicer if you can go home, upload the images off the 32 gig card that you've got, and not format, just leave the card there. with you know, Just put it in an envelope with the name, just so you can always go back to that card if you have to, just for a day or two while you're working on the images. And then when you go to your next session, just use a new card. Number five, extra batteries. Having extra batteries is really important. Sometimes batteries fail, so you need backups. This is even more important now that people are shooting with mirrorless cameras. 
the electronic viewfinders use lots of battery power and cause them to run down really quick. And I'm looking at you Sony guys mainly with this one. Sony's are renowned for it at the moment. They've got to sort that out soon, I'm thinking. So yeah, extra batteries. Next, number four, camera and sensor cleaning kits. Keeping your lens clean is extremely important, as we all know. So buy yourself a cleaning kit with an alcohol spray and a lens cloth, a nice soft lens cloth. Just give the, your rear lens and your the front element, give it a clean before you go on any shoot. Leaving dust on the front or even a fingerprint or something can really ruin a good photo session. You just The amount of editing you've got to do to clean everything up is not good. The same goes for your camera sensor. Now, if you've ever been editing an image and you found spots, say, in the sky or in any, any light surface, you'll see these little round spots. That is caused by dirt on your sensor, little dust on your sensor. And that happens when you take your lens on and off dust and dirt gets in there so you need to clean your sensor from time to time now i know cameras have this thing when you turn them on it says cleaning sensor or turning off cleaning the sensor it's not the same it's this different so you need to buy a kit it's similar to your lens cleaning kit only that it uses a pad to run across the sensor now when you're buying you need to match the size of the cleaning pad to the size of your sensor and it'll make it a lot easier number three in our top 10 a white balance card. Now, a white balance card is used to get a custom white balance. Your camera needs to know what 18% grey looks like in the setting where you're shooting. Once it has that information, all the whites in your images are going to be accurate, all the blacks are going to be accurate. It just sets the camera up properly. The simplest card to get is the 18% grey card. Some sets come with black and white cards. I've never bought those. I've always just had an 18% grey card. You can buy one of those 18% grey cards at the moment for less than $10. You really need to get one and it'll save you lots of time in editing, changing uh, the white balance. Okay, number two, a reflector. Uh, you might not think that reflectors are that useful. Well, they really are. If you've not got a flash available or you don't want to use a flash and you just want just want to use available light you can manipulate the light using one of these reflectors now a reflector doesn't have to be a bought one you could go to uh, the dollar store or in england the pound store and buy just a cheap piece of white foam board or poster board or even a piece of white a sheet of white cardboard anything white i've seen someone do it with a, a white curtain Anything white at all. A piece of wood painted white would work. Just the ones you buy, you can fold up and they'll go in your bag. But anything white will reflect light back. So the light hits it and bounces back. So if the sun is hitting your subject from the right-hand side and the left-hand side has shadows down the nose and the cheek, what you want to do is take a reflector and put it on the left-hand side so that the sun that passes by their face hits that reflector then aim it so it bounces back into the face and it will remove all the shadows from the other side of the face. I did one years ago when my daughter was playing and I just put a piece of white foam board down like the poster board and I angled it and she was playing in front of the patio doors and it just lit the other side of her face and she didn't even know that I put it there. She was miles away and I got a really nice portrait with it. 
a reflector is very, very useful. And they can be really inexpensive compared with other photography products. And number one, my favorite one of all, the 50mm 1.8 lens. Hence the name of the website, 50millimeterframework.com. It's all based on 50 millimeters. This lens is a starting point for anyone wanting to shoot a professional image. It's cheap if you shoot low. It's cheap if you shoot Canon or Nikon, and it has a wide range of uses. My daughter started a business on it, just on that lens alone. Yes, it's got limitations, but if you book the right sessions and you know your limitations, you can get by no problem. I still believe you could shoot a wedding no problem with one. You've just got to get very creative. They are definitely the best bang for your buck. Yeah, buy a, buy a nifty 50 and you won't regret it. Okay, so that's it. Our list of 10. So we had a flash, a speed light, a flash trigger, a camera bag, tripod, memory cards, plural, not singular, extra batteries, especially you Sony guys, camera and sensor cleaning kits, a white balance card, a reflector, and the ever popular 50mm 1.8 lens. All right, so that's it for this week. We're getting close to uh, Christmas here in North America. And thanks to global warming, we're in the middle of a major storm and lots of rain. No snow at the moment. All right, so uh, I'll figure out what we're going to do next week and I'll be talking to you again. In the meantime, have a good one and uh, bye. Bye.